0: This is World Soccer Talk Radio here on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network. I am your host, Nate Abarrea. Pleasure and a privilege to be with you, as always. Got a special show in store for you today. Mr. Magisterial himself, Ray Hudson of BN Sports, is going to be with us. Cannot wait to talk with Ray about all things La Liga. What's coming up with the Classico on BN in a couple weeks. But we're also going to talk with Ray about his time as a player. We're going to talk about Ray Hudson, the footballer, and Ray Hudson, the soccer manager. Get deeper into the mind of one of the most recognizable voices and faces in all of American soccer. And congratulations, by the way, to Chivas Guadalajara, that soap opera, that telenovela that is Chivas winning the Copa Emeyaki over León. William Yarbrough held strong for oh so long, but Chivas ended up prevailing in that one with the 1-0 victory. So congratulations. I hope your things start to turn around. Not really. Good for you, Chivas. All right, you're back. We are going to have a nice little tribute to the North London Derby a little bit later in the show. That's coming up this weekend. Take a little trip down North London Derby, Memory Lane, talk about some of my favorite Arsenal Tottenham encounters in my lifetime. Can you hear a little bit about guys by the name of Robbie Keane and Thierry Henry, one of my favorites of all back in 2006? and. Martin Yole and Arsene Wenger went toe-to-toe that day. We'll talk about that, and we'll uh, talk about the upcoming North London Derby taking place this weekend with the Gunners trying to rebound from that thumping that they took in Europe at the hands of Bayern Munich. My goodness, 5-1 Munich over Arsenal in the Champions League. But Arsenal back to the Prem, where they have a chance to go to the top of the table. So again, we'll talk all things North London Derby a little bit later in the program Jurgen Klopp has ruled out Steven Gerrard playing again at Liverpool. Says he's just going to be training with them. He's going to be at the match against Crystal Palace this weekend. He's just going to be training. I had a great friend in my hometown. He used to always say, I've heard the similar song and dance before. What is this, Beckham Part 2? Or Well, actually, it would be Beckham Part 3, because Beckham had Beckham Part 1 and Beckham Part 2 with the Galaxy and going to Europe and... Going just to train and then not coming back when he was supposed to. Stevie G, what's going on here? He's just going to train. No harm. We'll see. Ray Hudson with us on the other side of this break. World Soccer Talk Radio Sports Byline Broadcasting Network. Stay tuned. You're listening to World Soccer Talk Radio with your host, Nada Berea on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network. Welcome back in to World Soccer Talk Radio here on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network. My name is Nate Abareya, and it is a pleasure and truly a privilege to welcome in our guest in this edition of the show. You know his voice, you know his face from BN Sports, Ray Hudson. Ray, thank you so much for coming on,
3: sir. Thanks sir, for having me. It's a pleasure
0: to be here. So we are about... Two weeks from El Clásico. Talk about what uh, you and the crew over there at BN have in store for the uh, the big Real Madrid-Barcelona clash at the
3: Bernabeu. Uh, well, hopefully it'll turn out the same way as uh, it did last year. Uh, Phil and I will be uh, heading over to Spain um, about a week ahead of the big ding-dong. And um, we'll be covering the game live from the Santiago Bernabeu which is uh, it will be the first time in the stadium for me. So obviously it's going to be uh, a, a very exciting and uh, in, in highly charged event. So, you know, it'll be great to be there uh, the, the whole week, Nate, um, because they, all football fans know whether you're from Seattle or Barcelona or Newcastle, uh, uh Torino, um, Buenos Aires, anywhere you're any great city that you're in uh, ahead of a big game is very exciting. Um, on a social level, uh, you can feel the tension in the air, the electricity, and of course uh, the classic war that is on being sports is our uh, prime coin or diamond jewel in our calendar year. So there's no bigger game on God's earth than this one, and uh, it will be uh, it will be a special privilege for me to be there in the game for
0: big sports this season Ray talk about the experience last year where you and your partner Phil Shane got to be at the new camp for the first time live in the flesh calling the Classico
3: That's for sure, Nate. It wasn't any uh, bed of roses, I'll tell you that. Uh, You know, on a technological level, uh, on that that level alone, it takes a lot of pulling off. Um, You know, our crew has got to, you know, it's so difficult for even me to describe the uh, complexities of a live broadcast in the biggest game. In the world on that day. Um, there's so many things can go wrong and often do. And it's a case of uh, tap dancing on a highway sometimes. Um, you know, the build up was fabulous uh, seeing the players train, uh, getting in touch with the, the various fan groups, um, you know, being involved with the, the, the city well, on that wonderful pulse rate that, that uh, it, it takes place in, in, uh, in a classical. Uh, and this will be no different. It will be probably even more enhanced this time because it's a different environment being in Madrid. Uh, but the last time was, was, was great. We pulled it off. Uh, the guys, were so producers and all the technical staff did an absolutely outstanding job. But What you guys see, Nate, coming through the television and out through the speakers is a bit of a, a mirage because <laughs> what's going on around us as you know being a uh, broadcasting professional yourself is a whole different thing people are tugging at your way out from the back uh, people are bumping into your cameras fall down uh, microphones don't work right before you go on air uh, and, it's, and it's live television so it's a whole hell of a uh, you know uh, smorgasbord going on right in front of you uh, but uh, somehow someway it gets pulled off in the end so uh,
0: exciting stuff Well, I remember we had Phil on the show uh, right after you guys had gotten back uh, from from Barcelona so I look forward to, to talking with Phil again once you guys get back from Madrid and uh, hearing his recap of the whole thing very much looking forward to you guys' coverage of El Clasico in about two weeks time Madrid and Barcelona at the Santiago Bernabaut. Now, Ray, we, we talk about you as one of the most recognizable voices in, in soccer television in this country. And I have to ask you when you were a, a kid in in, in Ware in, in, the, in the northeast of England, did you ever dream that you'd be a, an American
3: television personality? No, not at all. Um, I had an indication when I first came to uh, the Northern Mountain Soccer League when I was just uh, just turned 22 maybe you know, came here for the uh, Fort Lauderdale Strikers in what was our Cinderella year in 1977, um, playing in the same league as Rodney Marsh's Tampa Bay Rowdies and uh, Giorgio Quinalia's New York Cosmos and what was going to be Johan Cruyff's uh, Washington Dips. Um, that was a hell of a division to landing, um, and within within a few weeks, when I was being interviewed by the American uh, press and, and media, um, it, an affinity began, not by any sort of construction or design on my part, and certainly not on theirs, but I just took to this the, the wonderful discourse between the, 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 the media and myself, and I was able to convey my emotions, uh, perhaps a little bit more lyrically than a lot of the other guys. So I was always um, the magnet for the for the media, even back then when I was just a fresh-faced, blonde-haired, red-blooded male, landing in Fort Lauderdale in spring break, um, uh, you know, and, and dealing with the press in that wonderful season was a baptism of fire for me because there was a lot accomplished in that year and there was plenty uh, to discuss. I mean, we were a big splash in that first year, uh, winning the conference that we were in and, um, you know, just coming up short against the Cosmos in a a monumental historic game that drew over uh, something like 80,000 at Giant Stadium. There was a lot of fallout around that season and I was uh, I benefited in a large way of being exposed to these bright lights on the interview level in a way that I had never ever been before in Newcastle so it was like a duck taking the water for me but in finding my bearings very quickly I grew up so much so quickly that year Um, and since then mate. It's continued when I came back to uh, Fort Lauderdale permanently um, the, my whole career as a player was as much of a representative spokesman for the various teams that I was in, again nothing that I designed it was, it was a mutual attraction between me and the media uh, I enjoyed it and they certainly enjoyed me uh, in the various cities that we go to and then it moved on again after my playing career both as a coach and once in television. So it was like, to the man I born, really, um, gift of the gab, call it what you want, um, but it worked and uh, it, 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 it was able to be, um, you know, mutually beneficial, I think, for the game that I was involved in, you know, punching the soccer babel, uh so much and, and being one of the pioneers of the game early. We needed those types of salesmen. The likes Rodney Marsh was another uh, who, you know, Marsh would charm the, the birds out of the trees. Um, and that <laughs> affection and affinity uh, was always, uh, always is, is nice for me in my neck of the woods. Now, Ray,
0: you, you have a reputation. You call, you call it the gift of gab. Some people call you a, an amazing linguist behind the microphone. And I'm curious, before we, before we head to a break here, in, in the next 90 seconds, can you kind of share with us your maybe your literary background or who your influences were that, that gave you such a phenomenal lexicon and gave you a passion for, for analogies? Where does your passion for the English language come from?
3: It- it began with my father, who's still living and doing wonderfully well, 97-year-old now. I'll be going straight to see him. He's a big Real Madrid supporter, always has been He gave me my first pennant when I was a kid, uh, and it was the, the Royal White Real Madrid, believe it or not. Um, but my father read to me continually um, in the evenings. Um, um, Charles Dickens was his favorite, and that descriptive prose of Dickens is, somehow must have touched the nerve with me. Um and my dad conveyed that uh, that flexibility of the language. Then the next thing was my wonderful English teacher at, at high school, um, Mrs. Herdman, Sally Herdman, who then exposed uh, the wonderful nature of the English language on a more plasticine level, uh, the stretching of it uh, and the colouring of it, giving us the 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 wherewithal to dip into this palette that is the English language, and not just speak, but. The Describe emotively uh, about things she was the one who introduced us all to Shakespeare and we thought oh god Shakespeare you know um, but it was it was such an enlightening illuminating experience because she was such a phenomenal teacher of the English language and that folded into what my father had, had ignited in me um it really it took the uh, you know just found its way uh, within me and I was able to to use that, I believe, in an expressive,
0: emotive way, as as you said. We're talking Classico. We're talking Dickens. We're talking Shakespeare. Nate Abarea and Ray Hudson (laughs) here with you on World Soccer Talk Radio. Taking a quick break. We're back after this on the Sports Byline Broadcasting
2: Network. Sit tight. If you're a soccer fan and you want to cut the cord and watch more of the beautiful game, NGSN may be the online streaming service you're looking for, FreeSoccerTrial.com. With NGSN, you get live, legal, and on-demand access to matches from the Eredivisie, J-League from Japan, K-League from Korea, Argentina's Primera Division, Portugal, Ecuador, Russian Premier League, as well as leagues from Bolivia, Venezuela, and more. Cheers. Steiner
1: Sports is the largest most trusted sports memorabilia company
2: in the country, carrying
1: game-used memorabilia, autographed, and unsigned items from hundreds of teams and athletes. Celebrate the 2015 World Series Champion Kansas City Royals by shopping the collection at steinersports.com slash royalswin. For a limited time, receive 25% off any unsigned items such as man cave and home signs, World Series team photos, and more. Enter promo code ROYALS25 at checkout. That's ROYALS25 at steinersports.com slash Royals win. This week at Lumber Liquidators, get limited time savings on beautiful flooring just in time for the holidays. Save up to 60% on hundreds of in-stock styles, like easy-to-install red oak, pre-finished hardwood, or durable strand bamboo. We've got these for less than half what you'd pay elsewhere, plus so many more. With limited time coupon savings, take an extra 20% off all Dream Home Laminate floors. With more coupons and deals from 59 cents, get 24-month special financing. Plus, pick up a Lumber Liquidators gift card. Get set for the holidays with hardwood flooring deals that won't last. Go to LumberLiquidators.com to find a store near you. Let's do some simple math. Say you get the Discover It card and you earn $96 in cash back.
0: Now multiply it by two. What do you have? Well, $192 in cash back. That's right. Now when you get the Discover It card, we'll automatically double all the cash back you've earned at the end of your first year. And there are no limits on what you can earn. It might just make your love for Discover double. Just one of the many ways we treat you like you treat you. Apply now at discover.com slash double. Exclusive offer only for new card members. Limitations apply.
4: See the world's best matches. Live, wherever you are, with
1: Fox Soccer to go. Watch select live matches on your smartphone, on your tablet, and on your computer. Get the app,
2: get the games, and get your fix. Live soccer and more. Anytime, anywhere. Sign up to watch the Bundesliga and Champions League at SoccerOnDish.com.
0: You're listening to World Soccer Talk Radio with your host, Nada Berea on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network. Welcome back in to World Soccer Talk Radio here on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network. My name is Nate Abarreia, joined by Ray Hudson of BN Sports. Ray, we uh, asked a few of the listeners of the show if they had any uh, questions for you. And one of my favorites that we got was actually from a listener by the name of Ivan Fernandez. And he asked... Ray, would you ever lend your voice to the FIFA or Pro Evo soccer video games if an offer came to you?
3: You know, it's 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 a, it's a question that I get asked continuously. On Twitter, especially uh, from so many kind, very, very flattering um, uh, people that uh, would would love to have me on one of these games. Now, I must complain and say I've only ever played one of these games once, and I was absolutely pathetic. (laughs) Um, But uh, but uh, listening and and having it explained to me, it was uh, you can see how this is such a big hook, um, and it's. Seems that uh, you know, with the excitement that's built into the graphics and this wonderful display of, uh, 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 of these pixels coming together so realistically. I mean, I thought when I first first saw Cristiano Ronaldo, I was like, God, he had a facelift, and he looks even better on this uh, <laughs> on this. And, and the, the guy I was playing with had uh, Messi do uh, this trick where he's basically. You know, You know, uh, the Rabona uh, over his head uh, and captured on a full volume scored. I was staggered by it. Um, so yeah, I would I would certainly love to be invited into a. a, a bit, and I know it wouldn't be for everything, but I mean the kids would get a laugh out of it, and some of the guys that uh, have been so complimentary about me would certainly get a big uh, boost out of it. I think um, you know it would be tricky, though. I think me, you know, they'd have to would would have to set it up because it's all obviously pre-recorded. So uh, whether Whether or not they would be able to to take some of my comments from previous games and make insert them into these uh, areas, Uh, it sounds like a perfect match, so I would be all for it, absolutely.
0: Well, there you are, Ivan Fernandez. Thank you so much for your uh, contribution to the show. Ray Hudson would love to voice one of the uh, FIFA or Pro Evo soccer games in the future. Hey, Ray, we, we've, we've discussed this before. The relationship that we have with the staff over there at BN Sports is just fantastic. You guys have treated us oh so well since we started the show now uh, seven months ago. And and we, we talk about you from time to time when we have Phil Shane on, when we've had Terry Lee on, when we've had Kay Murray on the show. And they've all shared something really interesting with me because we talk about your passion as a, as a broadcaster and how how enthralling it is Phil was the first one who told me, Nate, Ray has that same level of passion and enthusiasm for describing a Lionel Messi goal as he has for describing his his route to work or, or what he what he had to eat last. And, and I just I find that amazing. So I was wondering, could you possibly take us back, Ray, to the last really good meal that, that you had the pleasure of eating and and maybe describe that meal to us?
3: Uh, you know any any time I'm not I don't have a great uh, variety in my appetite first of all mate. I'm a very boring every time I go to a good restaurant I get the same meal no variation I don't have any sort of diversity in my uh, in my uh, appetite I'm very very uh, boring and simple when it comes to uh, to food uh, I'm not adventurous at all in selecting food um and, and, and yet, every time that I go back to England um, on on, uh, on a vacation to see my father, I don't have a vacation. I go back to Newcastle and I sit with my father in his old old people's nursing home, and I wouldn't have it any other way. But uh, I stay at my sister's, who lives very close in the next village to my dad. And uh, every time I go there, I have the the traditional Sunday's dinner, and. You could take me to the famous restaurants in Milan uh, or London or uh, uh, in Paris, and you could give me the, the full selection at card lunch, and I wouldn't treat it. All rolled up in the one for our Pauline's Sunday's dinner because it is beyond magisterial. Um, it's it's so consistently delicious. Uh, it, is, it is it's to be savoured with every beautiful scoop uh, of the gravy and the Yorkshire pudding, the chicken done to an absolute turn, and uh, the potatoes done with just the every requisite amount of butter and it's just every mouthful of food that I take in on those very precious Sunday dinners with my father and my sister is truly priceless. So for me, there's nothing that tops the the, the, the Sunday dinner back in Newcastle. As boring and as mundane as it seems, that's, that's heaven to me.
0: Absolutely love it. What's the uh, what's the flowing beverage of choice uh, at Sunday dinner, Ray? It's actually pop.
3: It's just. You know, it's just a glass of soda. Um, you know, my dad's never <laughs> been. A, a, I know it's amazing. People think it would be, you know, a nice glass of Chardonnay or, you know, but no, we just have a nice glass of, uh, you know, of lemonade pop that we call it. And um, it's always been that way. I remember uh, my dad asked for a shandy with this, like, a lager uh, mixed with, um, you know, um, a soda, uh, lemonade soda. And a Sprite, as, as we call it in the state, uh, and we couldn't believe it. I mean, that was my dad pushing the envelope of, uh, of, of uh, discovery there. And uh, it only happened once, but we still talk about it round the table. The day that my dad ordered a shandy instead of pot. But was, All right. Well, really well, when you're when you're back really
0: in Tynan, uh, yeah. Please, please uh, get get your dad a shandy for me. Absolutely love it. Hey, I got to ask you something about your your roots up in the northeast of England and how you actually came through the Newcastle ranks. Is is that something of the past? The idea of because I'm as a Liverpool fan myself, watching what's happened to Steven Gerrard over the last mm-hmm. calendar year or so, and and watching Jamie Carragher leave and realizing my God, there's, there's no Scousers left in the Liverpool side. And, and people talking about that in England, that, that we're losing that, that sort of beautiful hometown connection to these clubs with the players themselves. Looking back on your own playing career and how you got to be with, with basically your, your hometown side in a lot of ways, do you think that's a thing of the past or can that still happen, hometown kids suiting up for their hometown team? Yeah.
3: Certainly can, and it, and it does happen. It's probably become a little bit more of a rarity now. Um, you know, these players are plucked from all over the world now, and all of the academies are are, are giving uh, this these players from such a, a massive scope around the world that never used to happen and uh, Newcastle when I was growing up in previous years in particular was was one of the great great if not the greatest hotbed of football and footballers uh, in, in, in all of England um, the great uh, like, Brian Robson from Manchester United uh, Alan Kennedy for Liverpool um, uh, it, it came from uh, Newcastle um, you know there's, there's so many more that that were developed uh, in in Newcastle, of course, Paul Gascoigne, Chris Waddle, Peter Beardsley, uh, but even the years before that, the the Charlton brothers, um, and on and on, they would be exported to all of the different great clubs around the country. Newcastle was was notorious for producing real uh, beautiful footballers, um, probably more so than any other secluded area uh, in all of England. And um, now it, it's not quite that. That way at all, um, and it's, it is concerning to, to everybody. Um, it, it, you know, the, the academies try to do that; they try to scout the, the local areas, uh, but it doesn't seem as prevalent anymore. Uh, when you see something that, that happens in one of the clubs we cover on um, being sports, for example, um, Athletic Club Bilbao, um, the Basque team, uh, they associate These these teams still you know continue to to bring their players exclusively from their areas uh, which is really truly astonishing um the local boys as well not a case of you know the, the Barcelona system la masia where they bring them up and school them in the Barcelona way um it's, it's different in the Basque clubs. And I, that's what I find so admirable and why I always have a, a big soft spot for for, for for both of those clubs uh, because it's their, it's their blood. It's their people, and that is very, very, very special. Um, I remember Glasgow Celtic uh, had a, had a wonderful team when they were European champions, and basically the entire team came from Glasgow. Um, that is something that it, when it it, it it happens so rarely, if ever, um, but it. You can imagine being a, 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 a fan of Los Angeles Galaxy or you know the, the Portland Timbers and seeing you know eight or nine of your lads out there the, 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 the local boys
0: it, it's a beautiful beautiful thing but It's it, absolutely it's, it's, it's one of the most beautiful things and I hope that it is not a lost cause in, in the world of football and, and I love talking about it with you, <laughs> and Thank you so much for the nod to the Bass Clubs always love that on this show. Hope. You to see you sometime soon. I hope to share a, a shandy and a dairy queen blizzard with you, Ray. Thank you so much <laughs> for your time. You're welcome back anytime, man. Well thanks.
3: Make pleasure, Nick. Good talking
0: to you. Again that was Ray Hudson of BN Sports. Back after this on World Soccer Talk Radio. Stay tuned. <laughs>
2: You're listening to World
0: Soccer Talk Radio with your host, Nate Aberea, on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network. Welcome back in to World Soccer Talk Radio here on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network. My name is Nate Aberea. What a pleasure that was. Another huge thank you to Ray Hudson of BN Sports. Be sure to get at him on Twitter and follow his work with BN Sports as they get ready for another Clásico between Real Madrid and Barcelona this time at the Santiago Bernabéu and they will be heading to Spain heading to Madrid to call it in the flesh our good friend Phil Shane and the aforementioned Ray Hudson heading to spain to call another classico live and in the flesh same way they did last season at the new camp cannot wait for that look forward to seeing everything that goes into that and uh, the the, the tightrope walk that Ray calls it as far as the uh, the technical side of doing a broadcast all the way from spain and bringing it back not only to america but bn such an incredible worldwide entity and uh, Again, best of luck to them and a huge thank you and tip my cap to Ray Hudson. Been wanting to get him on the show for quite some time. And we finally got him, Mr. Magisterial himself. That is one that I'm definitely going to remember for some time. Hey, this Sunday, Arsenal taking on Tottenham in the North London Derby with bragging rights on the line. And as you know, the Gunners got a chance to go top of the table. Top of the table. Would you believe it? Not top of their Champions League group. That's, that's for sure. 5-1. 5-1. I have a, my, remember, my father supports Arsenal, so I have, to, I have to deal with him all the time, and he doesn't want to talk about that match from, from yesterday. 5-1. 5-1. Didn't seem like Wenger really put too many competitive eggs in that basket. He's saying he's going gonna to beat the Minnows in the final two group stage games, and they're going to progress. No big deal. I'm telling you, I've had this sneaky little suspicion for quite some time now. Arsenal are going to finish third in that Champions League group. And it's going to be Thursday night football for the Gunners. That's right. Europa League, baby. Can you imagine a Liverpool Arsenal quarterfinal in the, in the Europa League or, or something like that. Or maybe, how about a North London derby? In the Europa League. Well, if you're a fan of the North London Derby, you only have to wait till Sunday. We're back in the Prem, but the Gunners with a chance to go top of the Premier League table to make the game more enjoyable, I would like to invite you to listen to a real soccer fan broadcasting the game on Rabble.tv. In previous weeks, many of you have enjoyed listening to the full-time Devils. Oh, my good pals, Gaz and Adam. Gaz, the man with the best hair, and all of the internet and television and radio. He has great... Great hair for radio, the full-time Devils, and you've also heard the Redmen TV. That's right, the popular Liverpool YouTube channel. Full-time Devils, Redmen TV, they've been providing unique flavor to Man United and Liverpool games. Well, now, this weekend, Rabble is bringing you one of the most popular FIFA video gamers, a man that you actually heard on this show this week. It's Dirty Mike, baby. He's a pro FIFA player and a multiple time national champion, and he's going to be calling the Arsenal Spurs match with Rabble. The concept is simple. All you got to do, tune into the Arsenal Spurs game on TV, press the mute button, then head on over to rabble.tv to listen to Dirty Mike, Dirty Mike, on your desktop through your iOS, Android app, or through your mobile browser. Plus, before or during the game, you can join in by posting your questions or observations in the comments section, or create your own broadcast. Call one of your team's games. It's easy. It's free. Sign up today. Try it out. Join the revolution. Viva la revolution. Join Dirty Mike again this Sunday, 10.45 a.m. Eastern Time in the US of A on Rabble.tv, where it's your team and your call. Another huge thank you to Rabble.tv for their continued support of this very show, World Soccer Talk Radio. Leave us a review on iTunes when you get a moment, and follow me on Twitter, would you please, at NateWST, and follow all of us on Twitter, at World Soccer Talk. You can also get at Sports Byline USA for updates on the program. iTunes, TuneIn, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, WorldSoccerTalk.com, the American Forces Network. So many ways to listen to us And whichever way you're choosing or on one of our fantastic affiliates across the Sports Byline Network. Thank you so much for making the show a part of your daily plans. North London Derby is on my mind at this moment and look forward to hearing Dirty Mike on Sunday a little history on the North London Derby. It's one of my favorite fixtures, not only in, uh, in English football, but one of my favorite fixtures actually in all the world, one of my favorite derbies in, in the world of soccer. And I've grown up with a lot of exposure to it based on the, the expat British family that I grew up around, many of whom were actually from North London, a couple of Arsenal supporters, a couple of Tottenham supporters. And uh, after doing a, an entire Premier League season podcast uh, with with the likes of uh, Nicky Hollander and uh, Nick Webster, definitely getting a lot of Arsenal and Tottenham perspective over the last year or so. And uh, my aforementioned padre is a long time gooner. So again, I've seen plenty of these and it's always interesting watching a great derby like this as a neutral. I don't I don't really have a side. I've got It fluctuates. Sometimes I'm I'm hating on Arsenal. Sometimes I'm loving Arsenal. Sometimes I'm hating on Tottenham. Sometimes I'm loving Tottenham. So again, it's pretty much a a neutral game from from my eyes. And it's amazing when you're watching such fiery passion and just downright hate on display and you're a neutral. So you get to actually kind of just take a step back and and enjoy it all. And I want to share with you some of my favorite North London derbies in, in my young lifetime. But before we do that, Let's take a seat here in history class and talk about the first meeting between these two teams. It was actually a friendly match, a quote-unquote friendly, on the 19th of November, 1887. That's right. Can you imagine what the North London derby was like in 1887? Arsenal were then located in Plumstead, then part of Kent, but now officially part of Greater London. And Arsenal, you'll love this, and, and you, true, you true goons out there. You'll, you'll already know about this, but a lot of you might be hearing this for the first time. It's so beautiful. Arsenal were then known as a club as Royal Arsenal. That's right. Tottenham Hotspur taking on Royal Arsenal. The match was uh, actually abandoned uh, on November the 19th, 1887. Not due to any, any crowd nastiness, anything like that. No, it was abandoned due to darkness, Come on, guys. got to kick it off a few minutes earlier and you don't have to worry about stuff like that. But Spurs were leading 2-1, and so there's still disputes over that match because, hey, there were 15 minutes left. Arsenal could have gotten the equalizer, or excuse me, Royal Arsenal could have got the equalizer in that game. But with the match ending due to darkness after just 75 minutes, Spurs leading 2-1, the match was given as a W to Tottenham. So Tottenham technically won the first ever north london derby the the 75 minute north london derby the first league match in the old division 1 the first league match between the two clubs was actually it was indeed in in the first division it was on december the 4th 1909 with arsenal winning 1-0 but a proper rivalry as many call it really didn't begin until 1913 when arsenal moved from the manor ground in plumstead to Arsenal Stadium in Highbury, just four miles from Tottenham's White Hart Lane. And so they became Tottenham's nearest neighbors, and it really naturalized and and localized that rivalry. And the two teams actually faced each other. This is a great story. In 1914, as the first ever, when it was dubbed the official North London Derby, it was actually a war relief fund friendly on the 22nd of August, 1914, at White Hart Lane. And where do we go from there? I mean, the rivalry escalates in 1919 after World War I comes to a close. And the first division was to be expanded by two teams. And the league held a meeting with the clubs to decide the two clubs by means of a vote. And you had 19th place Chelsea. Oh, that sounds all too familiar, who would otherwise have been relegated, they were allowed to stay. Oh, all you La Liga fans are calling me out for, for never mentioning this about Abar, about how Abar should have gone down, but they got to stay up. Well, Chelsea, apparently back in 1919, as we're finding out, they got to actually stay up, and Arsenal had a bid for a place coming up from Division 2, but the, uh, <laughs> the spot was actually given to another side, and that side was Tottenham. That's right. So, that just added to the rivalry. A whole lot of great history. And Now we tap into modern history when when I was born and started watching these matches, and I'll tell you what, I got three favorites. We'll go with three tres favoritos para el North London Derby. I'll try to rank them here. I'll try to go three, two, and one. Number three... It's going to be the 4-4 draw from 2008, 2009. I remember David Bentley scored one of the most stunning goals in North London Derby history going against his former side as a Tottenham player, Bentley scoring against Arsenal in that match. But 4-4, Tottenham with an incredible late comeback. I think if my memory serves me correctly, I believe Tottenham were down... I want to say 4-1 in that match. It may have been 4-2, but I think Tottenham were down 4-1 and came all the way back at the Emirates to tie that thing up. That one's number three as far as modern North London Derby history for yours truly. The 5-4. Oh my goodness. The 5-4 at White Hart Lane in 0 4 5 Thierry Henry was on the score sheet that day. Patrick Vieira was on the score sheet that day. And uh, Jermaine Defoe scored just an absolute corker that day. Everybody was scoring. Jens Lehmann gave up four and still came out the victorious goalkeeper. What a day that was! Look that one up. The 5 4 Arsenal victory at White Hart Lane against Tottenham, the 04 05 season. Honorable mention to the title clinch for Arsenal. That was enjoyable watching that with my father back in uh, the 03 04 season. The Invincibles here. Arsenal actually clinched the title. They didn't clinch the. Uh, the the unbeaten record, the the unblemished record, and and thus being known as the Invincibles for the rest of time. But they did actually clinch the Premier League title at White Hart Lane. I'll never forget the uh, the banner unveiled in the Arsenal away section there at White Hart Lane of uh, White Hart Lane Champions section. It had an arrow pointing right down to themselves. Very much enjoyed that. But my all time favorite. I should say, I not say all time favorite. Favorite in my lifetime. Modern North London Derby history. We're going to go back to Highbury. It's the final North London Derby at Highbury. 2006. It was April, early April of 2006. It was a 1-1 draw at Highbury. Arsenal wearing those weird Purple uniforms that they wore in that final year to honor the old uh, Arsenal kits from from over a hundred years prior. The uh, commemorative Highbury kits, God, I loved those things. They weren't purple. I kept calling them purple, and then I just get blasted by Arsenal supporters. They were. I think the color was was officially called Highbury. They they like contacted Crayola and got a, a Highbury crayon and and everything. But if you remember that season, Arsenal were supposed to be racing for the title, and they ended up having a huge struggle in the middle of that year and, and sank down into fifth place. They were also making it all the way to the Champions League final where they lost a heartbreaker to Barcelona in, uh, in Paris at the Stade de France. So Arsenal, just like Liverpool the year prior, were balancing a run all the way to the Champions League final while then also trying to make sure they were going to qualify for the Champions League by finishing in the top four in the Prem. And who was that team? Much like Liverpool the year prior who had Everton as the team who ended up actually getting fourth that year, their crosstown rival, their Merseyside mates. It was Tottenham who was in fourth place for quite a while that season. And there was a massive showdown at Highbury. It was the last ever North London Derby at the hallowed grounds of Highbury. And I'll never forget watching it with the expat family that I spoke of earlier and a few Arsenal supporters in the room, a few people in their Tottenham jerseys. And Robbie Keane gave Tottenham a 1-0 lead on a play. I'm trying to remember who went down, but it was one of those plays that you'll see pop up every now and again where a player goes down in the modern interpretation of sportsmanship is you're supposed to kick the ball out of bounds and let the guy get up, let the training staff come on, take a minute, okay, then we have to give the ball back to you, now we start up, everybody claps, oh, we're such good people. Well, Tottenham didn't do that. Tottenham got the ball. There was an Arsenal player down. They kept playing. I had no problem with it. There were people in the living room at uh, (laughs) at my Uncle Barry's house screaming at the TV, hey, kick it out. That's so wrong. You got to play it out in a touch. That's so wrong. It's so illegal. And I remember thinking, it's not illegal. Smart, keep playing. Come on, have some honor. Just keep playing the game. Robbie Keenan's up scoring the goal, and the famous image was then of Martin Yole and Arsene Wenger going nose-to-nose nose on the sideline. It was absolute magic. And then, moments later, Thierry Henry scored... One of the greatest goals in modern North London Derby history, a virtuoso effort. Tied the score at one. That ended up as the final result, and that seemed like it was actually going to guide Tottenham into that fourth place. But we all remember the last day of that 0506 6 season. All you Tottenham fans, remember it oh so well. You're probably getting sick to your stomachs just thinking about it. Wink, wink the food poisoning episode on the final day of the 05-06 season. It's just a part of the folklore of the North London Derby, one of my favorite fixtures in all of the world. Again, be sure to check out Dirty Mike on rabble.tv. This Sunday, North London Derby, Arsenal, Tottenham. We're back after this on World Soccer Talk Radio. Stay tuned.
1: My joints used to kill me. 800-614-1242. 800-614-1242. 800-614-1242. Health Markets Insurance Agency is the DBA or assumed name of Insphere Insurance Solutions, Inc., which is a licensed insurance agency in all 50 states and D.C. Not all agents are licensed to sell all products, service availability, varies by state. Hi,
4: I'm Dr. Robert Clapper, Chief of Orthopedic Surgery at Cedar sinai Medical Group in Los Angeles, California
0: Welcome back into World Soccer Talk Radio here on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network. Another big tip of my cap to Mr. Ray Hudson. You should check out his work, as you probably already do, with BN Sports as they prepare for another trip to Spain. This time, Phil Shane and Ray Hudson, great pals of the show, will be heading To Madrid, heading to the Santiago Bernabéu in about a couple weeks. Actually, in less than two weeks, we'll be heading over to Madrid to call the Clásico live and in the flesh. Real Madrid and Barcelona. Cannot wait for that. Best of luck to you, Ray and Phil. And again, thanks, Ray, for coming on the show today. Be sure to follow everybody on Twitter. Follow me at NateWST.com follow all of us at World Soccer Talk and get at us at Sports Byline USA for updates on this program. Look out for tomorrow's show. Have a little fearless Friday forecast for you. Lay down some bold predictions for the footballing weekend ahead. We'll talk England, we'll talk MLS Cup playoffs, talk a little Liga, talk a little La Liga, talk some Serie A, we'll do it all. Fearless Friday forecast, the Triple F, the bee's knees, the best thing since sliced bread, the best thing since 1950s bleacher makeout sessions. Fearless Friday forecast tomorrow right here on World Soccer Talk Radio. Jurgen Klopp, by the way, in case you didn't hear earlier in the show, he has ruled out, quote-unquote, Steven Gerrard actually playing under him at Liverpool. He's just going to be training for a little while, but again... As I said earlier, we've heard this similar song and dance before. He's just going to be training, and then he'll be back to the L.A. Galaxy right on time for the next Major League Soccer season. (laughs) We shall see. Nate Abarea signing off. World Soccer Talk Radio. Talk to you tomorrow. Cheers. Hi,
1: I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter.